Hello and welcome to the latest Argus Fertiliser Matters podcast. My name's Mike Nash and I'm the senior editor for the fertiliser team based here in London. And today on the show, I'm delighted to be joined by Tom Hampson, who is a reporter on the phosphates market and Julia Campbell, group editor and also editor of the Global Potash Report. Tom has been with Argus a little over the year, but has already covered the market solo on several occasions and specialises particularly in growing our phosphate rock coverage, as well as covering the African market. Julia has been with Argus for over 10 years, starting off working on the ammonia report and then with myself on phosphates as a reporter and deputy editor before moving on to ammonia and then rising through the ranks to edit Fertiliser Europe, MPKs and now Potash. Tom and Julia, welcome. Thanks very much for having me. Hi, Mike. Thanks for inviting me to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Mike, you've chosen a very interesting topic to discuss today. India is always a hot subject in the world of potash, and there's been a lot of curiosity lately on how the recent developments in the Indian subsidy may impact the market. So, yes, so we're going to get on to what has happened uh, in the subsidy for both phosphates and for potash and MOP. Tom, it's the same story. In fact, if anything, India is even more of a driver for DAP and phosphates prices globally than it is even for MOP. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's the largest DAP buyer, also buys phosphoric acid and phosphoric rock because they produce DAP domestically. So the India CFR prices across phosphates are global benchmarks. What happens in India is going to have an impact on the global phosphates market. Yeah, it ripples out across the world. I guess just a quick explanation for first timers. So India is clearly a key driver for both MOP and DAP because it's a major importer for both. I just want to explain just very quickly, very simply about the Indian subsidy itself and why it's important and how it works. So in a nutshell, the subsidy affects the affordability of imports uh, for DAP or for phosphates for imports and for local production and also for MOP for the CFR price because everything that India consumes in terms of MOP pretty much is imported. So essentially, you take the prevailing CFR cost of DAP and MOP when it's being imported. You add various additional costs for taxes, unloading, stevedoring, transport, etc. And then you subtract the subsidy, which is expressed in rupees per tonne. And if what is left is higher than the maximum retail price at which the sellers are allowed to sell, then as an importer, you are in the red. So this is all about importer margin. And if that gets damaged, that hurts demand, that encourages switching to other products, or in the case of DAP, even switching out to more local production if the rock and the acid imported prices are more attractive. But enough of me kind of waffling on. I want to turn, Julia, to you first. So what has happened to the MOP subsidy in India and why has it happened? Sure. So the Indian government has proposed quite a large cut in the standard MOP subsidy for the upcoming rabi crop season. So that covers deliveries from October through to March next year. The new recommended rate is 1,427 rupees per tonne. When you compare this to the previous subsidy of 9,547 rupees per tonne, you know, and this was settled back in May for the Karif season, it's a massive drop of 8,120 rupees. So in dollar terms, that's a cut of around $98 
per tonne. And the reason behind this is because the subsidy has been adjusted to reflect the substantial decrease in the Indian standard MOP contract price following renegotiations. Just for a bit of background, the contract price is usually an annual price or it's sometimes it's settled for half yearly contract. It was settled back in April at $422 per tonne CFR with 180 days of credit. And that covers deliveries between April to September. But discussions to renegotiate the price prompted by the settlement of the Chinese standard MEP contract in June at the much lower price of $307 per tonne sub CFR. In the end, the Indian price was renegotiated down to $319. So that's a drop of $103 per tonne, which is just $4 more than the decline to the proposed subsidy. So what does that actually mean in terms of the margin then from an MOP importer? Where was the margin and where is it now? Before I go into all the uh, kind of number crunching, I just want to mention that in the past few years, the uh, subsidy has been averaging at around 30% of the contract price. So the proposed 1,427 rupees, that represents just 5% of the $319 CFR contract price. So if the subsidy is to follow a similar pattern to the past, the subsidy really needs to be around 7,949 rupees. At the same time, we've seen the subsidy gradually declining year to year. So we wouldn't have expected such a significant drop as to what we've seen that's been proposed. So, you know, that's going to be taken into account when we kind of think about what that means for demand. But with the number crunching that I've done, it seems that based on the new proposed subsidy, And if the existing uh, maximum retail price for MOP, which is at 34,000 rupees per tonne at the moment, and also based on the import price of $319, importers are still able to make a margin of around $45 per tonne. If you want to compare that to the previous subsidy, so that's the 9,547 rupees, based on the same MRP and the same import price of the 319, margins were around $143. So importers are going to be making a 69% decline in margins if that new subsidy is implemented. But I think it's important to note, and you've got to remember that the previous subsidy was based on the initial contract price of 422. So when you look at the numbers again, using the 42 as an import price and the previous subsidy of the 9,547 rupees, margins were actually lower at around $34 per tonne. So actually, with the lower proposed subsidy and the renegotiated contract price, importers are making a larger margin than when the initial contract price was announced. So even despite that huge decline in the subsidy per tonne, they're still making a margin? Yes, that's correct. So how is this going to impact demand? That will be interesting to see. MOP consumption in the last couple of years has been down quite significantly because affordability has been low and it's also been much more favourable to buy MPKs instead of MOP because of the maximum retail price. And this will be key for demand going forward uh, because if the margins are more favourable for certain MPK products, then importers will just buy more MPKs at the expense of MOP. But looking at the proposed subsidy for the 102626 as an example of an NPK product, it does look like importers will be buying at a loss. And in turn, this could spur more demand for potash. 
The other factor affecting demand is linked to the next Indian contract price, which will determine whether importers will be buying at a loss or with a margin. Thanks, Judah. That was a lovely description of a very complicated set of calculations. Let's hold that thought because I think we'll try and pull this together a little bit at the end and just talk about how you think the MOP market might shape up as we go into that new contract negotiation, which I know is imminent. But I just want to turn to Tom now. Tom, we have a similar situation here in terms of the subsidy. Well, not hasn't been cut by nearly as much, but it's still a significant cut. Maybe you can just explain a little bit what's happened to the DAP subsidy in India. Yeah, so we're also seeing quite a drastic cut. The Indian government's proposed dropping the subsidy for DAP for Rabi down to 22,541 rupees a tonne. So that's down 31% from where it was for Karif season. They have announced this special package, which will be for publicly owned companies, which I think we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. Because they've announced this special package, I think we can assume that this MBS new subsidy will be going ahead. On the margin side, it's slightly different in that it's pushed the margins for importers in the red. So they've been quite heavily hit. Import margins, if we take the current DAP price, take it about 595 CFR, maximum retail price 27,000 rupees a tonne, exchange rate 83.25 rupees to the dollar. Imported are looking at a margin of minus 6,874 rupees a tonne. And you mentioned earlier on that if this kind of thing happens, then often you'll see people pivoting towards domestic production for DAP. But producer margins have also been hit by the lower MBS and also by higher feedstock costs. So ammonia prices have been high on tight supply. Phosphoric acid, they settle a quarterly phosphoric acid price from Q3 going to Q4, that price was settled up at $9.85 a tonne PTO5 CFR, up from $8.50. So producers are also going to make a loss at the moment at current market prices. Yeah, that's important. So there's two points to come out of that. Firstly, I think just for listeners to clarify, the MOP CFR number, as Julia explained, is a yearly or half yearly number. The DAP price in India can vary from day to day, week to week, that we publish a, a daily price on that. And the other thing to point out here is that that maximum retail price for phosphates applies universally, regardless of whether it's domestically produced using feedstocks that are imported or it's an imported DAP that's sold to the farmer. The price is the same and the subsidy is the same. You mentioned, Tom, this support package that the government has been talking about. It sounds a little vague to me. Do we know much about it? At the moment, the understanding is that this is a special package which will be for public sector undertakings. So those are partly owned by the government. And this package is going to allow them to keep importing at current market prices. I mentioned about $5.95 a tonne CFR at the moment. The exact subsidy, what they're going to receive is yet to be calculated, but this is not for private companies. So going forwards, we're going to see these public companies doing the buying, doing the importing. And whether this is going to raw materials for DAP production has not been made clear. Can I just ask, do you hear any talk of whether this special package might be introduced for other fertiliser products, or do you think that this is just uh, exclusively for DAP? I'm afraid at the moment, all I'm hearing is this is a DAP special package. 
sorry to potash, but from what I've heard, it's DOP. Thanks for that, Tom. Okay, so we've got a couple of minutes left. Julia, if I can just go back to you. Brief snapshot of where we are in MOP at the moment for India and a little bit about that new contract negotiation. When is it going to happen and, and what can we expect? Yeah, this is quite timely, this podcast, actually, because the contract negotiations um, actually started. A Campotex delegation arrived in India and has started talking with IPL, the Indian importer. And there are, it's a very sensitive issue and a lot of the information isn't made official until the contract is signed. But we understand that the next contract will cover deliveries from October through to March next year. And we hear that the supply side is looking for an increase in the contract price, just given the slightly firmer sentiment in the global market, which is driven by tight supply currently, particularly on granular MOP. Standard MOP supply isn't as tight, but uh, because producers are granulating at uh, maximum capacities, it has in turn reduced the availability for standard MOP. Based on this kind of stable to firm sentiment in the global market, it does seem unlikely that the contract price will drop. I've done some more calculations. You know, I feel like I've been doing a lot of maths lately. <laughs> You're very good and, on Excel. Um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And um, yeah, despite the kind of significantly lower proposed subsidy, if that was to be implemented, it does seem that there is um, room for prices to move up a little and for importers to continue making a margin if the MRP remains unchanged. So we estimate that if prices reach the high 330s CFR, that's probably around the mark where importers might start making a loss. So there's probably around a $10 buffer from the current contract price. But let's see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. On my very limited times, I've covered potash. There's always this danger that when the Indian contract price deviates too much from the global spot market, and you get producers starting to find India less and less attractive. And then you go into this problem of supply in India. That's not an issue at the moment, presumably. No, not at the moment. They renegotiated the price. There was a while when they started the renegotiations where everything was just put at a pause in India. Vessels had stopped being nominated, but, you know, that's all resumed. Um, so the current contract is coming to an end now. And um, hopefully they should settle a new one soon. Thanks for that, Julie. We look forward to uh, finding out what's happening. And just lastly, same question for you, really, Tom. The impression is that India is very much still driving DAP prices. Prices are going up. A lot of tenders out, a lot of buying even in the last week. 100,000 tonnes or so done in a, in a week. Tenders out for another 200,000 tonnes, I think. Where, where do you see DAP at the moment? Yeah, so at the moment, prices are in the mid-high 590s. Now, that's $20 a tonne higher than at the beginning of April when the last subsidy was set. And I think what we'll see at the moment Prices are reasonably high, as you've seen, with margins being in the negative. But DAP stocks in India have been gradually going down. The start of September is 3.5 million tonnes. And now that people have seen the subsidies going to be cut, through September there's been a lot of domestic buying. So DAP stocks are now, we estimate at the start of October, about 2.7 million tonnes. And India quite likes to have high DAP stocks. So I expect we're going to see more buying from India carrying on, but through these public companies, which are going to be the only ones who can afford it through this special package from the government for the special subsidy package. November time, generally, we expect to see domestic offtake slacken a bit uh, as it gets out of sowing season, but importers may take that opportunity to build stocks up, so they may keep buying a bit more. And then we do expect 
see prices tail off as we get out of season and then it should start to soften. And as you say, India never really stops buying, does it? No, no, we're not going to see it go quiet, but maybe quieter. Okay, well, listen, we've covered a lot of ground there, crunched a lot of numbers. Thank you. I think that was all very, very clear. So everyone, that brings us to the end of the Argus Fertiliser Matters podcast. My thanks to Tom Hampson, a reporter for Argus Phosphates. Thank you, Mike. And to Julia Campbell, editor of the Global Potash Report. Thanks, Mike. So thanks again, everyone, for joining. We hope it was beneficial. As always, thanks for listening. And don't forget to look out for the next episode, which we will record in a couple of weeks. Until then, this is Mike Nash for Argus Media. Bye for now.